In this episode, we speak to Cheska, who gave birth to twins in Tokyo. Every pregnancy is different. They say that, but every twin pregnancy is extremely different. She shares the difficulties that she had during her high-risk pregnancy. So then I was rushed into hospital. Like they didn't let me leave the building. And her husband joins the conversation as well.、Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's only Japanese husbands can do some、yeah. stuff. During my pregnancy, my husband had to do all the paperwork. Hello and welcome to Bursaries of Japan.、Mm. So, just before we get into today's episode, a little announcement that this is actually the last episode of season one. Yay, we made it! <laughs>、um, it was always in the plans that I would have to put the podcast and also work and stuff on hold over the next month or so, just because we have family coming over to visit, as well as some big events. Um, Mallow's first birthday is one of those. Yay! Time has gone so so fast.、Um, yeah, so I thought it would just be easier to put a full stop on season one and put a pause on the podcast in general, and then in a few weeks, few months or so,、um, I'll get back into it and start releasing season two. And in saying that, I'm actually really, really looking forward to the next season. The majority of it and the main bulk of it is going to remain the same.、Uh, but also on top of that, we're going to have some bonus episodes. So it will be smaller episodes based on different parenting and pregnancy tips or topics to do with mothers and women here in Japan. For example, like different. Products that、um, have been helpful, different apps and things that people can use, and I also have some episodes lined up with Steph, who is the Tokyo doula here.、Um, so that will be really, really cool. And for the bonus episodes, I'll actually be asking on our social media for some more ideas. So if you have anything that you really want to hear about, I'd really love to get your. Comments and your feedback. So, please make sure you're following us on Instagram, which is at birthstoriesjp. And hopefully, after I can collate some topic ideas and stuff, then I'll be able to work on those as well.、Um, yeah. So, if you know any pregnant mums or any other mums in Japan, please, please, please share the podcast with them as well,、um, just to get. The podcast out there, reaching more people than it needs to reach. To be honest,、um, so yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to the next season, and I can't wait to share more with you guys. Then,、um, I'm hoping up until that point, I will be able to keep up with all the social media,、um, all of the emails and stuff. So please keep sending them through, including. All the mamas who would like to share their birth stories,、um, it might take me a little while to reply, just because we've got a pretty chocker blocker、um, month or so coming up. But I will get back to you at some point. So please, please, please send me an email to birthstories at gmail dot com if you'd like to share your story. And yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys then. All right, I will leave you to listen to today's episode. Enjoy. 
Francesca. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, really, really good. Thank you. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. So just before we start, I just want to give a little bit of an explanation how we met. So we actually met at a Halloween meetup in Tokyo. Hey. Yeah, we did. And it was um, for all the kids that were born in the spring summer season as well. So it was quite nice because our, ki- our children have got similar age. Yeah, yeah. So it's so nice to catch up with you again. I'd love to start off with a little bit of an introduction. So just a little bit about you and your family, please. Yeah, of course. So I'm Francesca, or most commonly known as Chester. Um, I'm from London and I'm 30 years old. Um, I've lived in Japan for almost well, six years in February. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in Kotoku, which is east side of Tokyo. I married my husband. This year will be two years <laughs> in October. Yeah, we he's Japanese. <laughs> so I've got twins. They were born um, last year, Harry and Millie. <laughs> They're now one years old. And uh, I've got a boy and a girl. Beautiful. So we'll get straight into it. How was getting pregnant for you? Um, Very fast, actually. <laughs> um. Me and my husband got married in October and uh, my grandmother passed away in October um, just after we got married. So we decided that it was quite emotional time. We'll just, we'll try, but we, we won't, you know, hope that anything will come out quite fast. Um, we did go to the clinic though and make sure that I was, I was fertile <laughs> and I didn't have any problems and um, I was fine. I just needed uh, this medicine to help the follicles grow better in my in my body. Um, oh, okay. Slight delay in my follicle development, which meant my eggs didn't grow fully, completely sometimes. So when they were released, I needed to have that medicine to make sure they, they grew better. Uh, we tried lots of apps as well. So we checked my ovulation time and it's, it, gave you like a, uh, it gave you a rough time of ovulation from your period day. And um, I was also trying to listen to my body and I've never tried doing that before so when I felt any tingling on one side of my body I'd be like ah I think I'm ovulating it's around the right time okay let's let's get to it Um, (laughs) and uh in November uh I, I I felt the tingle and I must have conceived that that day because a week a week and a half later, I felt a tingle again, and I said to my husband, "I, I, I, I think I'm, I'm ovulating, but I, I thought I ovulated last week." He was like, "It's okay. We'll just, we'll just give it another try." And then I found out that I was pregnant with twins much later, and I realized that actually my daughter was one week behind my son in development. Wow. So, which is actually quite a rare case as well. Usually that's IVF or something, but actually that was a very natural birth, like natural pregnancy, where one baby was developing younger than the other one. So we actually know the date of when our daughter was conceived. Wow, and that's so awesome that you, like, you know, felt the difference. You felt a tingle and stuff. I, I, I don't know if it was real or not, if it was psychological I don't yeah. know, because you're just hoping to, to try, right? So any yeah. sign or any weird feeling, you go, okay, it's time. I don't I don't wow. know if, if 
but I was just trying to listen to my body and if I hadn't mm. have done that I wouldn't have had made for my daughter I wouldn't have had Millie wow so. that is amazing <laughs> what a story <laughs> and then so how about your pregnancy well okay so I found out I was pregnant in December 11th and uh it only showed like one egg so we were like oh okay we've got a baby yay we're so pregnant yay and then my husband said do you think it's your grandfather that died of coronavirus two years ago so coming back or do you think it's your grandmother who just recently passed away um because my grandfather died a year before I met my husband and um my husband's also part Chinese, so they have this idea of if a relative recently dies, the family member's pregnant quite fast soon after the death, and maybe it's the soul coming back. So my husband said, oh, do you think it's your, your grandfather coming back first, or is it your grandmother? Because your grandmother's quite strong. She probably would want to come back first. And then a week later, we went back to the clinic, and the, 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 the doctor's scanning me, and she's just, we see two dots and we think, oh, maybe it's a, a heart and the head or something. We don't know what it is. It's our first time having a scan. And um, then the doctor just says, mm, twins. And before I have time to process, I just hear my husband scream next to me. <laughs> He's like, twins? What? And uh, so then... My husband said, oh, maybe it's your, your grandmother and your grandfather coming back at the same time. Maybe they were fighting. So, wow. so we had it in our head that we didn't know. We thought maybe it could be my grandma and my grandfather. And then um, when early stages of pregnancy, I was okay until maybe eight weeks. And then all of a sudden, I was vomiting like eight to ten times a morning. And I... I, I couldn't focus or anything and I had to be sent home from work I couldn't I couldn't function Gosh, um, yeah. and uh, I, whenever I went to the, the doctor for a checkup they would constantly be giving me the IV drip as well because I'd be so dehydrated and which caused me a lot of stress and uh, the doctor uh, said to me that you have to come back every week for the first few weeks so we can check the heartbeat of your babies and make sure that they're, they're both okay and just be warned that this is slight high risk because you know you've got twins so one might have a heartbeat but the other one might not you've just come here when you're four weeks pregnant you need to come back next week so we can just check and then you know, check next week so uh with one of the babies the heartbeat was quite strong at like five weeks but we couldn't see anything in the next heartbeat, I think. So we had to go back the next week and check as well. And I had it in my head that everything was a risk. Everything I had to worry about. And if one thing happened to one, would it happen to the other one? So you had that constant stress of trying to protect two little ones in your body. And trying, I tried to eat more because I had twins, but it's just impossible. Um, and I found that any time my mother-in-law cooked any Asian food, at home, the smell—it just—I—I I, I couldn't cope. So we had a ban in that in the apartment of no more cooking, because my body just couldn't. I—I I would just be heaving and vomiting everywhere. So pretty much for eight months of pregnancy, there was no food cooked in the house. Wow. <laughs> um, I couldn't just go to any hospital, I was told. I had to go to a, a, a hospital that specialised in twins for, for it to be less of a risk. 
Um, and I went to the Red Cross in Hiroshibia. It specialised in natural birth, but it also specialised in twins. They, they gave me some paperwork about giving birth in twins. They did say, by the way, just to let you know, you do have a high-risk pregnancy, not just for the pregnancy, but for yourself as well. And um, maybe this is because their English speaking wasn't so strong, like so good. So they weren't very, um, they were a bit more uh, rough around the edges when they were speaking that day. They, they turn around to me and said, um, you might need a blood transfusion. Um, and you do uh, have a, a risk of dying. Wow. You could die. Oh my gosh. Um, I think what they were doing was they were covering their own backs and one thing about Japan is Japan doesn't like to take responsibility so they like to cover their own backs and try and do every little thing so if something goes wrong they say well we already tried so then during my pregnancy I I, I was also highly emotional because you are when you're pregnant I also kept talking to my husband about you know if I don't make it you know I want this for the kids I want that for the kids and my my husband was getting emotional saying, you don't need to think that way it's too much but I had to keep thinking about worst case scenario as well because of what I've been told about blood transfusions, about risk of blood loss, about the risk of cesarean, especially with twins. Like I, I had to think of all these factors. So I, I had that and I was hospitalized uh, when I was maybe six months pregnant. Um, my CRP levels were very high and CRP is talking about like infections and white blood cell counts, I believe. So I was told that my CRP levels were so high that I probably have an infection and that's why I'm not feeling so well. So then I was rushed into hospital. Like they didn't let me leave the building and I was in there for a week. And that was really stressful for me because I, there was no Wi-Fi in the hospital and my husband wasn't allowed to visit me. And I was surrounded by other pregnant women that were also crying and really emotional or they had problems, not like mine, but maybe more serious. Um, and in the end, they said, your CIP levels haven't really changed. So I guess it's not pregnancy related. So you're referred to another department. You can go home today. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So you just I was in hospital for one week for no reason. Kind of. It was kind of it was quite um stressful and I, I'm quite sure I'm only five foot five foot two. My belly just went out because I didn't have the, the, the height for it. So I was humongous. I was like out here. Like I couldn't sit down anywhere very well. Um and every time I would lay down I'd feel the pressure on my back and go inside and the pregnancy was really, really tough. For me, it was hell enough. The worst experience I had. I hated pregnancy, <laughs> but I would go through it again. <laughs> yeah, would do it again for these babies, eh? Any day, yeah. any day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, did it continue like that? Were you still stressed for the, you know, the last trimester, the last part of your pregnancy, or did that change? Uh, I was from March. I was I was bedridden basically, and I was due of August. Um, I wasn't allowed to go back to work. I had to relax. I had to just calm down because of my CRP levels as well. And if there was an infection, I had to let my body fight through it as well. Um, the only time I really went out 
was uh, when I had to go on my hospital trips once every two weeks. My husband was doing the, the cleaning and tidying up because he was worried about me moving around too much. <laughs> um, that was quite nice. <laughs> I felt guilty though. Yeah. Um, so this is my husband. <laughs> Hello. Nice to meet you. Do you want to introduce yourself yeah. just quickly? Uh, hi. Uh, my name is Katayama Shinandes. I'm half Japanese, half Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the father of twins. <laughs> one boy, one girl. So right now we're talking about when I was pregnant. And after yeah. the hospital trip in March, I was stuck at home, wasn't I? I wasn't allowed to go out. Oh, yeah. And you were doing the housework and cleaning. Yeah. And I was there up until, you know, I had to go to hospital to give birth. Yeah. So how is that for you? Oh, my God, it's so fucking tough. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I love the honesty. Yeah, because, you know, you cannot be angry to your wife. I want to say it's a complete change of our relationship. Because before, mm-hmm. she went do ha- half housework, I went do half. And we work together, mm-hmm. do everything quite equal, right? Mm-hmm. But because she is pregnant with twins... Couldn't even cook, couldn't even cook. Don't get me wrong, she don't like cook. She don't like housework from the very beginning. <laughs> no one but does. Then, but then she still try, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's only Japanese husband can do some yeah. stuff. During my pregnancy, my husband had to do all the paperwork and yeah. all the organization for the hospital trips yeah. because I couldn't speak Japanese or write Japanese. So my husband had to do everything. So during my pregnancy, they kept umming and ahhing about the best way for me to give birth, saying, well, if one of them's breached and one of them's not, we'll do a natural birth for the one that's not breached and then have a cesarean for the other one. And I said, I don't want to be cut open and have my my bottom ripped open. <laughs> like, I want one thing ripped. I don't want two things ripped. Sure. And um, they just they just kept, I'm in an R and I kept, and in the Red Cross, I would always have a different doctor every time. Yeah. It was never the same doctor. So they all had different opinions. And it got to the point where I was so stressed because I was coming up to um, my, my due date. Mm. and we didn't know what was going on. Mm. We didn't know what to expect. Mm. And as first-time parents, the, the fear of, you know, so many factors, and especially after being told that there's a risk that I could die, we wanted some control over mm. our, our decision. So mm. what in the end what we done was my husband wrote a letter to the hospital for the head of the department and just said, if anything happens to me, they need to take responsibility because mm. we want a C-section. Mm. Um, we don't want to have any risk. We want doctors in the room. We want, you know, everyone in there. There's less chance of anything going wrong because mm. obviously with a natural birth, if, if, I'm, if I'm pushing, it's more difficult to then <laughs> try and um, fix anything that goes wrong. Um, yeah, and- yeah, yeah. Uh, for my opinion, I do, after Meryl is Cheska, I do feel like the Japanese people is not tend to be the racist, mm. but sometimes they do kind of treat a foreigner it's opinion. A part too. It's like the you know because of my wife before I write later, 
my wife always every time she said, "Oh, I'm going to figure out to C-section or labor." Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's quite more than three months. Yeah. But that, you know, every day just the change. They dismissed me. I had one doctor turn around to me and say, "You are not a doctor. I am a doctor, mm-hmm. and my experience is what's making this decision for you." It's like the for me. It's- it's like the, you are the doctor, but I'm the baby. I'm baby's yeah. mother. So. It's your birth. You should have control. And not just control, but you should feel comfortable in what's happening to yeah. you. It's your body, mm. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the other thing as well is usually in hospitals, they ask you for a birth plan, don't they? Mm. And then you can it helps you decide what you want and how you want things done and prepared. But in the Red Cross, I don't know if any other hospitals were like this, but it wasn't really a birth plan as such. It was more after you give birth, who's going to help look after you? Mm. And how are you going to plan this? How are you going to look after the baby in your recovery? It's Mm. kind of not talking about a birth plan as such. It's more information on them about how you will be at home afterwards. Mm. I'd love to now move into your birth story. So going into labor, what happened there? Um, So we had the plan that I was going to have the C-section on the 26th of July, I believe. Um, And it was planned. It was booked after my husband's letter. They took it seriously. So we had it on the 26th of July. Um, but the Sunday before I, I had the kids, it was on, it was during 34 weeks and a half, I'd say. And, um, it was on the Sunday and I, I wiped myself with the toilet and I just found this like jelly goop, like sort of stuff, gunk, I call it. And, um, from my Googling and everything, because I'd never seen this sort of thing before, I found out it was my mucus plug. Mm. And uh, I joined um, a doula in Japan. She's from England as well. She does a lot of monthly meetups. So I I joined quite often. And I sort of explained I had this goop coming out of me and it looks like a mucus plug. What does that mean? And she said, oh, it could just be that it's going to grow back or it could be that you're going to be in labor soon. And I was kind of in in shock. I was like, well, I'm only 34 and a half. It's a bit early. So mm. and I haven't even packed my bag yet. So we're not going to go down that route. We're going to say it's going to grow back. Um, and then on Monday night, I was having an a, a uncomfortable feeling in my belly. And then on the Tuesday night, me and my husband's watching a British uh, sitcom called IT Crowd. We're laughing along, finding it absolutely hilarious. And um, I start getting a few more pains. And I sort of say to my husband, um, I feel like something's strange. So um, should we call the hospital and let them know? And this was at like three in the morning or three? Two, two, two. Two, two in the morning. And uh, the, the hospital say to us straight away, come into the hospital. And I sort of say to my husband while he's on the phone, I'm like, I, I, I think that's a bit melodramatic. And, uh, then they sort of said very strongly to my husband, um, they couldn't diagnose us on the phone. And especially with me being high risk, they don't want to take any chances. Yes. So either they will bring an ambulance over or we need to find our own way to get to the hospital, but I have to go in. Yeah. And so we, 
we booked a, a, a taxi and we were uh, flying through the flyover, the highway. And during that time, I, I, I felt nothing. And I'm just thinking, oh God, I've, I've been so dramatic. Now we're going to hospital. I feel nothing. It's, 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 maybe it's just nothing. And then uh, we, we go through to the emergency uh, entrance. They put the, the thing inside me to have a look at dilation. And they say, you're three centimeters dilated. You are having the baby today, the babies today. Wow. And they wow. said, um, if the contractions carry on, then I will have the babies now like lunchtime or afternoon or but I will have them today mm. and um so then which I'm just thinking I I don't have a backpack <laughs> Me I still don't have a backpack <laughs> we didn't expect this even though that day we were exactly 36 weeks pregnant yeah. and then um I still had the contractions and they started increasing again they they got to about every 10 minutes didn't they or five yeah. minutes it got yeah. to that stage and they were just like yeah, here, here's the waiver. Here's the document you need to sign to say we're going to cut you open. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm calling my mum on video call going, I'm in so much pain, mum. And oh. my mum's just like, this is the early stage of contractions. <laughs> you wouldn't survive a natural birth anyway. You're lucky you have in the C-section. Mm. Um, my daughter's head was breached, so it was an emergency C-section anyway, regardless. Um and uh, then they brought me into the emergency room at, uh, it was about 10 o'clock, I was brought into the room in the morning and they started to give me, they gave me the epidural and they put the anesthesia in me and they, and they touched my chest and the, the doctor said, do you feel this? I probably didn't feel it. I was just heightened emotion, but I went, yes, yes, I feel it. I need more drugs. Nice. I was petrified. So I just, I wanted as much drugs as I could have. Um, especially Japan being so notorious of not giving enough. <laughs> mm, this is true. Um, so my husband's getting dressed in his scrubs so he can join me. And uh, I'm crying and shaking in the yeah, emergency room. It's the most shaken I never <laughs> I, I, I kept yeah. saying to the midwife, where's my husband? Where's my husband? Danawa, Danawa, Danawa. Mm. And they just kept saying, oh, please wait. He's going to be here soon. And I just kept having in this mind that they're going to cut me open any minute and my husband's not here. I need him with me. Even though I knew they wouldn't start without him. But in yeah, my so brain... Not. So not. Yeah, but in my brain, I just... I didn't want to be separated from you from this such emotional time, even for oh. a split second. Even if you just needed to just change in scrubs, I still wanted to see you. I know. Uh, <laughs> and then um, when he came in, he just sat next to me, and then I, I was crying, and he was just stroking my hair, holding my hand, and mm. focusing on me, not anything else, and just saying, are you cold? Oh, you must have tied you up, remember? Yeah, I was strapped down, yeah, like, they, like, like the cross. The... Wow. <laughs> yeah, in Japan, they strap you down yeah. so you can't move during the c-section um yeah. that's a very old traditional sort of style in the uk i believe um, so i just had my husband holding my hand that was strapped down and i was putting my hand up and um, crying my husband's just stroking my hair trying to calm me down saying are you cold don't worry you're fine How, do you feel anything are you in pain and he was you were trying to have a conversation with me to also calm i want down. to distract you from the idea be cut open yeah know. and then all of a sudden we 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 hear the cry yeah from our daughter Aww. and uh, we hear that one's been born 
and uh, the next minute our son's born. So I think they separated it. I think he was already born, but they didn't want to say it until 1101 because both kids can't be born at 11. Yeah. So I think they'd already taken him out, but they waited until it hit the one minute before announcing, okay, this one's born as yeah. well. Yeah. So when our daughter was born, she had to be taken away straight away to NICU um, because she was too small. Yeah. And uh, she couldn't regulate her body temperature at all, and she, mm. and later on they found that she couldn't even uh, swallow milk very mm. well. Mm. She would just regurgitate. Yeah. Mm. But um, Harry was big enough. Mm. He was the youngest, yet he was bigger, mm. and uh, he was fine to be with us. And then mm. we sort of juggled with um, the the guilt of our daughter being away from us for a few days. Mm. Um, she was there from Wednesday to Saturday. Mm. Um, four days three days yeah and uh so then i'm i'm in the my private room and i'm i'm sitting there crying to myself because mm. here i am able to cuddle my son but i can't cuddle my daughter and you know will i not have that bond with her mm. or will she not have that bond with me have i lost my chance i did have skin contact with her for a brief moment but mm that separation is like the most crucial time in a way because yeah. they've just come out of my body. So they've gone from <sighs> having everything to nothing in a way. Mm. Um, and at the first, uh, my husband was able to sh run straight to see her after I was wheeled away because he couldn't oh. stay with me after I gave birth. Oh. He was able to check her and make sure she was okay. He yeah. sent me pictures of our daughter. It was only until the next day you came over and said that you went to see her, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I was still in bed because I just had the C-section. You cannot move. And I can't there. move. Um, so I'm able to sit, still see my husband and my son, but I couldn't see her until the second day. I, I think, think it was the third, even third day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was quite tough. My husband had to wheel me in the wheelchair to go oh. see her. And I wonder if I did have slight depression after that you do have because when we because in the hospital and i see you have the nicu one level two level three level yeah we do see something some kids very very sick mm -hmm. and uh, after see this and uh i think we both worry about if mimi figure mm -hmm. out more things like that because they want to do more check about the brain the yeah. development organ things more thorough checks yeah we could see how bad it could be. It could be, yeah. But we were even more frightened about what condition she was in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were very, I think we, we had slight, we both had slight depression about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later yeah. as well. But uh, it's so luckily the doctor told us straight away after we checked it. Yeah. Doctor said, oh, she's okay. She can come out maybe even tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we had lots of relief on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, then it was kind of, I stayed in the hospital for for a week, didn't I? Um, uh, I must admit, the corona time is really, really cool because I can only allow to visit you three hours. Yeah. And also, it's only right for the private room people. Yeah. The group of people don't have any right to visit either. Yeah, and I yeah. could hear at night women just crying with their babies. Yeah. And some women were in like the common rooms and mm. um, like the communal space for doing ads, video calls yeah. with their partners just crying to their partners yeah. you know saying taihan and yeah. really tough and, tiring and, and and also i believe mm -hmm. they cannot really get rest because think about that even your baby stopped 
but the other babies start crying,、mm. and four of you guys like that. It's really、yeah. it sounds like a you know. I I was quite fortunate because when with both the kids, they were very quiet. They、mm. they didn't really cry so much. They were, they've always been quite good kids,、mm. so they didn't cry out of nowhere. They just cried when they were hungry, and then、mm. as soon as you fed them, they went back to sleep.、But、so in the in the private room,、uh, if you ask the、mm. nurse when take your baby for you, like two hours, three hour until the next、uh, Feed. milk feeding. But in the group room, the 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 nurse will not、uh, yeah. you know help you do anything. They、you、might help a little bit, but it's but not、no. to the extremities of a private room. Every three hours, I'd be woken up for the kids to try、uh, breast milk,、yeah. but then after that, I didn't have enough milk, so they went to formula afterwards.、Yeah. So they had a little bit of breast milk, and then they went to formula.、Yeah. Um, because I had twins, I always had a nurse come in and help me feed one of them,、mm. because otherwise I would just have no time to sleep. Um, and I needed、yeah. recovery, and sometimes I'd have two or three nurses just come in. So, like one nurse would help feed one of the kids, then the other nurse would be checking the other baby while I was feeding、yeah. it to make sure it was okay. So it was more instead of explaining how to do things, they just helped me do things. So it was a bit easier for them as well. And then. I'd love to get into your physical and your mental recovery postpartum. What was that like? Um, pretty much uh, physically after the hospital trip when we went home.、Um, my husband and his mom、oh. looked after me the whole time and said, you know, don't really do anything. Yeah, you know, at home, just recover. The first month is really crucial. But because we had twins. I couldn't expect my husband to feed them all by himself. That's too much. So even in recovery, we did feed them both at the same time every three hours, and we we did work together. I I did relax a bit, but it was tough. And then two weeks after I gave birth, my mum visited <laughs> from the UK, and、um, it was more baby mode for my mum rather than helping daughter.、Yeah. So <laughs>、uh, that was a bit. Stressful for both of us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we were entertaining during recovery. <laughs> Before my mother-in-law coming,、uh, my mother went coming every day, cook the whole day meal for us, and、mm. wash for us, cleaning for us. Basically, we just focus on the baby.、Mm. But、uh, because mother-in-law is coming, mother-in-law is coming. My mother stopped coming because she think、uh, the mother-in-law can do everything instead.、Mm. But the problem is, UK, UK, or the American European cooking style is so different with Japan. My mo- my mother-in-law basically can do nothing without the ingredients plate, or plate washing machine and the oven. Like sure, she she、yeah. just stays there cuddling baby. <laughs> just come. Yeah, it's it's a different world. Japan is a different world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the before. I don't need to do anything; just look for my baby. But when the mother-in-law coming here, I need to go to get food for all of them, and maybe sometimes we buy eats, go to washing. Don't go, you know? I become more, much more tired. Yeah, you also had to collect my mom from the airport.、Well. I know. <laughs> fuck off. And、um, but when my mom visited,、um, I got a very special gift.、Um, so I mentioned before, my grandmother died. A,、um, Uh, two months before I was pregnant, but when she was sick with cancer, she when she was、um, looking when she was at the hospice for her treatments, there was a, a a nurse there that was pregnant. So my nan didn't know if they were gonna have boy or a girl, so she was designing two cardigans. But then she got too sick, she couldn't finish it, so she bought a gift instead. 
So what I found out was my family finished the designs and then gave it to me. So in a way, I got my final gift from my grandmother. Oh, my goodness. And because she didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl for the nurse, um, we ended up having a boy and a girl. So it was kind of like fate. Oh, that is so awesome. Do you want to just describe what you're holding for people who don't watch with video? Do you want to just say yep, what they so are? I'm I'm holding two cardigans that are cream and green, mint green coloured. Um, my grandmother knitted them for uh, partly for me. Um, my nan loved knitting. Um, she loved it since she since the sixties, I guess. Um, <laughs> and uh, my my family finished knitting it for me. So I keep it in a treasure box so that the kids have it. And it was way too big for them when they were born. And it was the peak of summer, so they could never wear it. But because it's so precious to me, I, I keep it in there for yeah. memory's sake. So I can say this is the, the main thing you got from your great-grandmother to show that she would have loved them. Yeah, mm. what a beautiful full circle, hey. Yeah. And so do you know how much your whole birth pregnancy journey cost? Here okay, we- oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> it's your time to shine. You know, I'm so sorry. Like the, during the whole conversation, I heard inside that my wife really focused from the emotional, <laughs> detail feeling yes. things. But I'm the one need to pay everything. You know? Okay, mm-hmm. listen to me, guys. You need a double budget than the normal pregnancy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everything is double, even before the ball. Mm. So the reason normal pregnancy in the Japan, you can have one scan every two weeks, right? Sure. But for the twins, you need every week. Sorry, I forgot to mention during my pregnancy, you've got um, the scan to check the baby's organs and vitals and everything. Um, during that time, having twins, they started telling me to do it at 28 weeks. So it was a bit later than the you know beginning stage mm. um, because I had twins and my son was quite easy to check, but my daughter was like hidden. Mm. So um, we, we first week we managed to do most of my son, but then my mm. daughter, we couldn't check. So we had to go the next week and then the next week and we still had to pay. Even yeah, though they free. couldn't, even though they couldn't finish it, they couldn't do it. They said it was impossible. Yeah, we still had to pay for that specialist, and I would say that cost about fifteen thousand yen. Fifteen at least. Yeah. So yeah. imagine fifteen thousand yen, and then being told, "Sorry, you got to pay it, but we didn't see anything." You're coming, coming next week. week. Yes, every week you have at least ten thousand yen you need to spend, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. it's only for the first. Uh, few months because from the beginning i even think after giving birth i can give some money back right mm. but it's not true mm. because you have twins so you get a double money from the government like us we get one baby is four hundred fifty thousand two of them nearly million but when you do in the operation or the, even the nature mm. birth, they charge baby double as well. Mm. They have a fee called cost this medical help fee. It's around uh, three hundred sixty thousand n. So if you have one baby is one, but you have two babies two, which is means don't matter how the twins or not, they won't charge you double. Mm. So by the end. Like in our case, after everything gone, the operation is we need to pay around the four hundred thousand ten. Ah, but the reason we pay that is for our it, private room. Because the private room. In terms of the whole fee for the actual birthing, 
But with the government help, we paid nothing. We only paid for the private room. But it's only about the operation. By the other daily scan things, I'm so sorry. After、yeah. coupon, you still need to prepare、yeah. the ten thousand every week. Okay,、yeah. that's really good to know. Thank you for that. So just before we finish, I've got a bottle and it's filled with a few questions. I'm going to pull it out and ask you. Okay. 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 It's bottle time. Okay. First one. Any advice for others pregnant with twins? My advice would be, even if you want to try and do things or push yourself, listen to your body. I did try a bit to push myself, and it backfired. It's very different to a single pregnancy, and no matter what, if the worst thing I had was people giving me advice on pregnancy when they had single. Babies,、mm. because people were saying what it could be, or what it should be. But for me, it was completely different. And every pregnancy is different. They say that, but every twin pregnancy is extremely different.、Mm. So, to me, my advice would be: a twin pregnancy is nothing that can be compared to a single pregnancy.、Yeah, Don't ask for advice from someone who's got a single pregnancy and、Too、take it face. And、yeah. just if you do, take it as face value. Use it as a baseline.、Mm. Don't ever hold that and think this is what it should be because、mm. everything is a mess. Your body's a mess. Just listen to it.、Yeah. So for me, I cannot give the pregnant、uh, mothers、yeah. advice. I just、I'd、give the husband. To give, I, yeah, advice for the husband,、um, please. I, I, I want to really say, guys. I really strongly recommend you guys take a one-year maternity leave after giving birth.、Mm, love that. Yeah, because you know in Japanese culture, a lot of men they don't take paternity leave. Right, you you, you better take one year. I'm seriously、mm. talking about that. And,、uh, and also, even you don't want to take、uh, after baby ball, but later you will just figure out how struggling your wife、mm. recovery from the painful surgery and rest. With two babies, it's、mm. impossible for them. So please、mm. treat your family more important than your work. You know, just focus on your family、yeah. seriously. And you need to change job anyway. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get more income because you've got two kids coming. <laughs> yeah, I'd say even if you have a single baby, though, if possible, men should try and take at least some leave,、yeah. more than a month or two. Yeah, yeah, because I think we've bonded so much stronger. Yeah. Uh, having uh, the year off together as a family,、mm. like the kids actively look not just for me but for my husband,、mm. and we have such a strong bond、mm. that I feel like it will help us in the future with the kids.、Yeah. We know that the we my husband knows the kids' behaviors as well and mannerisms, and、mm. we both know when something's wrong with one of our kids. Like if one of our kids is sick, because we know what to expect from、yeah. them. And also, I was saying in Japan because men's working stress is super high. You don't have really a time to think about your life and your career. And one year maternity leave, and you do have sometimes think about how can we I do the things after have two babies.、Mm. And sometimes you will have some good idea coming out. You maybe will、mm. think about take a license during the maternity、yeah. leave, or change a job. I would say even for the man, it's really helpful for you if you、yeah. take one year. I mean, we've、yeah. we've decided some future prospects, haven't we? That、yes. we we would never have thought of before. Yeah,、mm. after that, life just become more、mm. sensible and easier. I feel. 
That's so awesome. I'm so glad. It seems like such a massive journey, but you guys are in such a good place now. I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do sometimes argue as a regular couple. Of course, but... <laughs> of course. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today and just sharing your story. You're actually the first couple to speak to me that's had twins, which is so <laughs> exciting. And it's going to be so good to share this story with others. So thank you so, so much. Yes, no thank problem. you so much. And, um, someone to talk. Yeah, yeah. And if um, anyone in, in the future watches this who's having twins um more more than welcome to try and find us to have a chat awesome. as well so yeah. we can offer more details and advice yeah yes. awesome i'll get your contact details and i'll make sure to put that in the description so anyone can reach mm. out thank you so mm -hmm. much no problem. So have a great much. day guys you day. too bye, bye. A huge thank you again to our guests for being brave and sharing their story. And also to you, our listeners. I really hope that you are able to take something from today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Birth Stories of Japan and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at birthstoriesjp. And if you can share this podcast on to others as well, that would be a huge help. Lastly, if you're a mama in Japan and would love to share your story, please send an email to birthstoriesjp at gmail.com. Thanks again and I'll see you on the next one.